Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Brave Room. Now with a built-in Ethernet port and a better screen, technically. Big ol' asterisk <laughs> over there. As always, I'm your host, Juan Amiral, and with me today I have... Of Gamer Brace, Yahoo! Also with a built-in Ethernet port. What is this joke that I insist on making work even though it clearly is not working? That's right, we're talking about the new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Inverted commas? It is a new Nintendo Switch. Like it is, it is a physically new Switch. So this is a rare topical episode. So, the other day, I was enjoying this nice game on Steam called 3D Custom Made. And what should I get but a ping? That the new Nintendo Switch has been announced. <laughs> and uh, that's all that's all the information you, you get about what I was doing at the time. And <laughs> for months now, like how long has it been? We have been hearing non-stop about this Nintendo Switch Pro on the horizon, right? Yeah. I even covered like at least one piece of it on it. There's been like, I think it started in February where Bloomberg was like, a new Switch is coming and everyone's like, oh, well, duh, of course. We're at the halfway point of the Switch's like, life cycle. Of course, they're going to do something new with it. And then I don't know where it came from because Bloomberg is super ethical and paywalls their, their content. But so there was all this talk about a 4K enabled Switch, you know. And the, the name Switch Pro started getting thrown around, and then there were listings. That was my favorite one. The week of E3. Uh, listings for the Switch Pro, complete with images that we reported on, mind you. And we were like, oh man, you know, they're definitely going to show it at E3. Thing doesn't show up at E3. Then suddenly one night, 3D custom made to... Bam. New Switch announced. So, as the person who covered it, Kit, please introduce the air quotes Nintendo Switch Pro. <laughs> Known announcing the Nintendo Switch OLED model with a 7-inch OLED screen, a LAN Ethernet port. That's it? <laughs> Question mark? Hey, 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 don't you dare diss the new kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, uh, I saw people, they were say, Oh my god, they acknowledge that the kickstand sucks. It so does now... suck. Every time I use it, I feel like I'm gonna break my switch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, the thing. Yeah, so, now, wait, you forgot to mention the performance upgrades. What about the performance upgrades? The performance upgrades are... Fill in the blank, none. But it's the Nintendo Switch Pro, isn't it? It's the Nintendo Switch OLED version. No Pro. What? That's right. <laughs> that whole protracted bit. Ta-da! No performance upgrades. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we've talked about this off-camera quite a bit. Because we had a whole new cycle about it. Uh, go check out GameBraves.com. We did a poll where we polled readers on what they thought about it. 
we did our own take on it. Basically, yeah, it's kind of disappointing that we didn't get a better Switch. But at the same time, well, thank God I don't have to upgrade my Switch model, right? Yeah. I mean, even if there was a Pro version, I wasn't going to upgrade it anyways. Well, Nintendo barely says anything, so in this case, yeah, that was a definite no. Yeah, they never said any of that. In fact, I don't think they they ever even confirmed a new Switch was coming. But of course, you know, that's that's like one of the worst kept secrets ever. Every console Uh has its better version released later on. Like the 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS. That was a whole mess. We had the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP. Still one of the greatest handhelds ever made. And then, like, did the GameCube have a second version? I don't remember. But yeah. Honestly, I never actually got into consoles that wasn't PC, which isn't a console, it's a PC. But the earliest console I had was the 3DS, so... Yeah, should go figure. Okay, so I'm going to drop a truth bomb on you here. From a marketing perspective, it is a good thing that they did not uh, release a more powerful Switch. It's bad for us, but it makes sense in a marketing perspective. So look at it this way, right? The Nintendo Switch is the equivalent of the one-handed weapon in a game where weapons are usually two-handed. It's main, like, no one has ever used, bought a Nintendo Switch because the games look better on a Switch, right? Yeah. They've either bought it because it only exists on the Switch, like Pokemon and Smash, or because it's a better experience on the Switch because you can carry it around, like Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Tweewee. Like, I, if Nintendo poured a bunch of money into getting like you know a super good gpu on it here here's what would happen either the the new console is now too big to carry around which you know hurts people who want to play their games on the go or it becomes like yeah it just becomes the switch bottom where it's just permanently docked right yeah because look at the PS5. The PS5 is arguably one of the, the most like powerful graphically consoles on the market right now. They did that teardown video of it. Half that thing is cooling. Half that thing is dedicated to stopping it from bursting into flames. That's what the... Oh, yeah. And the Switch needs to compete with that. The Switch being a dual-form console has to compete with a console who doubled down on one thing. Even the Xbox Series S, like, has that giant heatsink in the middle of it. The fridge. Yeah, no, that's the X. The X is the fridge. Yeah, that's the one with the chimney. <laughs> that's... <laughs> like, why bother competing with that when people just want to go play your games on the bus? Like, when I went to the UK, I couldn't bring my PS4 with me. You know what I could bring? I brought my Switch. Yeah. So it makes sense. And again, Nintendo never promised we were getting a better console. It does suck though, because I do wish that some Nintendo Switch games were a little better optimized. Looking at you, Astral Chain. Looking at you, (laughs) 
most recently Monster Hunter Stories 2. It's a bit. Oh yeah, eh. that, that's another topical thing. Monster Hunter Stories 2. My friend told me like the overworld is 60 FPS, but the combat is 30 or something like that. Honestly, I haven't re- haven't like played that deeply into it, but the frame drops are noticeable. So, yikes, I guess. Oh, better yet, let's look at let's shame a first party title. Pokemon Sword and Shield runs like ass on the Switch. <laughs> it's like how the Sun and Moon also ran like ass on the 3DS. No, but see, here's the thing. Sun and Moon came out at the end of the 3DS life cycle, and you could argue that maybe they were pushing the game too hard because it had like, you know, you could have like five Pokemon with claw physics on them on screen at a time. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not saying that is the reason. I'm just saying you could make that argument, right? Uh-huh. This is the first Pokemon game being released on the on the console. How could you not get it to run on the console properly? Oopsie. Like, yeah, there's, there really is just no excuse to this. You're I'm a just first a, party. I'm just to- a, yeah, uh, no, but then I'm just like, just remembering how people were comparing a Persona by Scramble loading times. Yikes, that switch loading time. Just waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, ex- exactly. So the switch could use a hardware upgrade. You could just be here all day listing all the games that would be would have an improved experience on the Switch if they actually, you know, had a new mod new proper new model with hardware upgrades. But you know, you know, you uh, know. On the other hand, you know what game runs surprisingly well on the Switch? Monster Hunter Rise. Oh. oh? Monster Hunter Rise runs like way better than I thought it would. Huh. Like minimal loading like consistent frame rate it feels good is Rise the one that was Switch exclusive? yeah well it's coming to PC next year but yeah Uh, maybe that's why because stories came out on multiple platforms so yeah but we know that Rise was also developed for PC and Switch but it's just it's here's the thing the RE engine works miracles apparently because previous Monster Hunter games did not run good did not run great on their own consoles uh, generations ran like ass on the on the 3ds so yeah I still remember they had to like it was so bad for generations that they had to reduce the FOV oh yeah it was it was not good I remember like if I entered certain areas, the camera would lower a bit, and then a blade mm-hmm. of grass would eat up like a third of the screen because the FOV was so bad. Oh, oh dear. Then they announced uh, the G rank version uh, Generations Ultimate for the Switch, and I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, th- I, I think the trouble. The thing I don't understand about people is they keep comparing the Switch as a home console when you really shouldn't because that I don't think it ever set out to be a home console. It's a handheld with a home console gimmick. That's yeah. how I've always viewed it. Yeah, I feel the same way because like 
you it comes with a dock and all that but I don't use the dock like 90% of the time so it's, it's just kind of like a bonus I mean for me like if I'm at home I use the dock like you know if I'm at my desk and or like you know for re- like for rides when I was doing all those guides I was you know clocking in like three hour sessions of rides those are all docked right but dude just picking it up and going out and you know like sitting somewhere and playing like when I went to go get vaccinated I was playing Rise in the queue I had to wait like an hour for for my session to start and so everyone else is standing around pacing anxiously and trying not to die with deadly flesh virus and I'm just like I'm fighting a bear off Nintendo should hire me man I am like the most pro handheld gamer like that I know of does mobile count? No. <laughs> oh well, that's kind of handheld, you know. It is, but mobile mobile gaming is its own thing. Yeah. Oh god, true. I remember back in my old life, there was an event at this place in Malaysia called Battle Arena. It's like uh-huh. it's they call it an esports arena type. Yeah, I've thing. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had this more. They called it handheld gaming event. Like the idea was you you all come and then sit together and play your games together, you know, in person, right? Uh-huh. Without being separated by like big PCs or whatever. And so everyone there it was a mobile game event. People were playing Mobile <laughs> Legends, people were playing, and I'm the only person there with my freaking 3DS. <laughs> Congrats on being being the hipster. Yeah, and I'm playing... I don't even remember what I was playing at the time. Oh, God. It was probably Monster Hunter, but I don't... I can't confirm or deny it. But yeah, no. Like, Nintendo, please. You know, I'll, I'll forward you my bank details. You can write the check out to me. And I will gladly be your influencer for handheld gaming. I just, I just feel like that's, that's how Nintendo works. They are weird most of the time. I saw this great comment from a games journalist who was just like, why are you surprised Nintendo was weird? They once flew me out to LA to watch them uh, so that I could watch them full cardboard. Oh, uh, that was the... Laboya. Oh god, I... Laboya. I... It, the name just escaped me for a moment. I mean, that was a good... That's a fun thing, you know? But folding cardboard over their Switch, it's... Paying like how high much was game, it high gameplay 200 ringgit for a piece of cardboard yeah <laughs> yeah I don't remember the local prices there were like quite a number of sets didn't they yeah yeah but the most impressive ones were were all were all very spenny yeah yeah well yeah no I, I think know, uh, the conversion just hurts like hell man yeah, oh, we didn't even get into that. The Switch OLED is more expensive than the base Switch. By, like, a lot. $50, I believe? Yep, 50 USD. It's, uh, how much is it? Like, 300-something? I'm, I'm gonna look this up on the reputable gaming website, Gamerbrace. I believe it was 349.99. Yeah, it was... Yep, 350 USD basically I've seen some weird like fanboyism to defend this by the way 
the fifty like the fifty buck increase. Uh, just in general, defending the switch OLED. Uh huh. Okay. Hit some, me with it. Someone said, "Oh, it's not targeted at the normal people. It's targeted at families that already own a switch." So you buy yourself the OLED and then give your Switch to someone else in the family. And I'm like, wow, Nintendo really hitting that niche market. <laughs> Families with multiple children, one of which already owns a Switch. <laughs> like, you wouldn't get all of them the same Switch. Each of them a Switch, I mean, at the same time. Yeah. Like... What? That's the weirdest reach ever. And uh, I really like Daniel Ahmad's argument for it, which is that, yeah, no, it's targeted for people who who don't have a switch yet. It's tar- yeah. it's targeted people who don't have a switch yet. Heard that the switch is doing really really well because you know it was I think it was the best selling console for last year. Yeah, I think it's on also on track for this year presumably, but we have to double check on that. Yeah, because uh, someone made up this console called a PS5 and then uh, apparently people people keep buying it despite the fact it doesn't exist. Like, I know people who had no interest in getting a Switch and then after like all the news about how the Switch was the must-have pandemic console, you know, they were like, oh, should I get a Switch? And then when you look up the Switch, you'll hear that, oh, the Switch released in 2017. That's a very old console. That's practically a dinosaur by now. That's the point of this re-release, essentially. It's like, no, look, here is the new model of Switch. Here is the good Switch. It's newer than the PS5. If that exists. If that exists. So, yeah. Like, I can totally see that argument. And if you look at stuff, you know, like the kickstand, the more storage space, those are all uh, great for people who like handheld. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the data to back this up, so I'll make up my own data. But I'm pretty sure more people casually use it handheld than they do uh, docked. Uh, speaking of which, that's me. Add one to that number. Yeah, see? So, I'm pretty sure, like, it is. there's, there's a weird, like, gamer bias going on right now. Where, like, you know, those of us hard, harder core, I would never call myself a hardcore gamer, but harder core gamers are more like yeah of course we're gonna use it dog you know I sit in my entertainment center all day and complain about Kazuya being in Smash (laughs) but uh but you know for your average like all your average like salaryman type they're gonna of course they're gonna they're gonna play in handheld more yeah especially people like me who take like two hours public transport both ways what else better to do but to get a handheld console so yeah i think it's important to think about that and that's a really interesting idea for nintendo to do like it sucks for us obviously but you know hey we don't have to upgrade our switch anymore i do like that they added the ethernet port though i was listening to uh, another podcast talk about it where they were like that's not a value add that's a problem fix (laughs) Yeah, I was looking, I did look through the comments and like, oh yeah, it should have, be, all this should have been in the base switch. And you know, I get the idea, but it's Nintendo. 
Well, we all, yeah, the Ethernet port, right? Yeah. I already bought an Ethernet adapter. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry for your loss. Dude, it was like 30 bucks. I don't care. You yeah. mean you don't want to pay extra uh, RM200 for the Ethernet port built in? Yeah, and, and a whole second switch, yeah. <laughs> also, so we did our survey report, right? The amount of people who are like, I want a 4K switch, is just like, do you or did marketing tell you that you want a 4K? I could not think of a feature I care less about than 4K. I can't even buy a monitor that supports 4K. It's like... Because again, the Switch is a handheld. What you're going to do is a f- tiny 4K screen. Like, su- uh, surprise. Most phones aren't 4K. <laughs> I think not even the ROG phone is a 4K, right? Let's, uh, let's look that up. Because I don't really look at these stats. <laughs> actually, the ROG phone is like a weird case where it might actually be 4K. Like... 4K output is just almost never worth it. I would gladly take games at 1080, just get me a better refresh rate. Get me faster loading times, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's good enough. The fact that we didn't get an SSD switch, that's what hurts. One would hope that it'd be eventually coming. I, I have no clue, I can't even. By the way, uh, can confirm, not 4K. Okay, cool. It runs 2448 by 1080. So yeah, 1080p screen. But then the thing, thing is like 4K, whatever, uh, improved graphics, hardware, exact chart, and all that. But I kind of get the idea it's probably a bit more difficult for them to upgrade it for a handheld. I don't know. Yeah, kind that's, of devil's advocate thing. That's my point. For a, for a handheld, it's hard to stuff things in and keep it compact you know yeah that, that was the first thing I brought up right it's like yeah of course it's not like if it's going to cost how nice it is to carry a switch around then I don't want it <laughs> like but the, I don't I don't think those people are gonna think of that just yet yeah again it's the gamer bias like of course you are okay with a switch that like you would have rather a switch that couldn't be unlocked a permanently docked switch but that's no longer a switch exactly it's a nintendo top or a nintendo bottom it's no longer a switch oh but... okay. oh maybe no not nintendo top bottom it's the nintendo vs i i don't get the reference the the wii wii u so vs ah oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean that had motion controls right so yeah. yeah, that's the new Wii. The Nintendo Wii S. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of the Wii U has returned. <laughs> but it's got uh, actually working well now and popular. Oh my god, what a concept. Yeah, a part of my joke about how... Uh, not every Nintendo Switch, uh, not every Nintendo console releases a better version. It was just like, look at the Wii U. They never bothered going back to improve that. Yeah. 
they saw it approaching the end of its life and they were just, nah, we can let this one go. <laughs> it's like when you go fishing and you catch that one fish that just looks so pathetic and you're just like, you know what? Not even gonna bring this one home. You just throw it back in the water. You're like, sure. Yeah. And then that's how you create a, gen- a new generation of fish that all look sad and pathetic. <laughs> Because you let that one go. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. And OLED is just like... OLED's another gimmick that I don't particularly care for. It's like... Oh, isn't... uh, Is OLED supposed to, like, reduce battery consumption or just look brighter and prettier? From my limited engineering knowledge, I'm going to roll an engineering check now. uh, (laughs) That... I think I would assume so because LEDs are super power efficient but I don't know don't know enough about OLED all I know is OLED pretty pretty color pretty color pretty color so that the dropped frames of your game look amazing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's, that's about enough dunking on the Nintendo Switch OLED for us I feel yeah, I mean, there's only so much we can stretch a thing that has barely changed except cost more, ouch. I gotta say, the white colour is really pretty though. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get dirtier faster. Oh hell yeah, that's gonna get super dirty, but the product photos are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have to- a win, a win for marketing. A win for marketing. Your Switch looks gorgeous. Everyone else's <laughs> Switch is good. Dude, so my my carrying case for my Nintendo Switch is in Pokeball colors. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, one half of it is red and the other half is white. I regret that so much now. <laughs> it is not white anymore. That's like, an F. Yeah. Like, literally, like, when I first got it, like, I ate a Kit Kat and got some chocolate on it. And the stain is still there. And I was just like, oh, why, why would I do this? <laughs> Anyways, this has been another episode of The Brave Room. Not enhanced for 4K or better performance. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a comment. You know, I love reading all your comments. And, you know, at a thousand, at a thousand views, we have to take one of your terrible, terrible, terrible suggestions. Anything, you, anything to say before we blow this joint kit? Stay home, stay safe, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also, like, more importantly, take care of yourself, guys. Things things are shit right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, we won't get down to it. We won't get into it on this podcast, but good lord. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen a planet collectively circle the drain. The ocean was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. If I were the religious and... type, that'd be a sign. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, I feel like you guys weren't getting the more subtle arguments about the end times. So here is the ocean, but on fire. <laughs> and also an OLED Nintendo Switch. But yeah, you know, OLED Nintendo Switch. Oh, Nintendo bad. Uh, 
<laughs> this has been another episode of the Brave Room. Take care, guys. Take care.